Holy crap, I had coffee this morning. Thank goodness. Because uh, I had to use the bathroom. Uh, welcome to the Cody Fitness Podcast. Now, now on Spotify. Now on Spotify. Man. Move over, Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, buddy. We're coming for Exclusive. the top spot in any other successful podcast Ex- we could think of. Yeah. Yeah. Suck it. By the way, I was, li- <laughs> I was listening to podcasts this morning and a guy tried to start like you start and it was a total train wreck. It was uh, yeah. It's yeah. only there's only one way to do it. There's an art to wreck. what you do. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. No, no. it has it to be all like a train wreck. it's a train wreck that you enjoy. Was it the Coyote Fatness Podcast. <laughs> yeah, the fat. Freaking Wait a minute, you can't you can't go public with that idea before we're ready to launch. Come on, there there are rules to these games. All right, uh, thank you for the compliment. Yeah, man. you're welcome. Uh, speaking of compliments. My figure. Speaking of Coyote been... Fatness Podcast. <laughs> speaking Whoa. of compliments, your diet should complement. Your training regimen. Oh my goodness. Hey, look at that. That's Man. why I'm So here. we talked about training first. Yes. And then like we said we were gonna do, we're gonna talk about diet second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well let's uh let's Men address the uh, let's address the elephant in the room. Hey. We have a hey elephant. Uh, <laughs> we have talked about diet repeatedly on this podcast. Largely because there's so much to this part By of and large. your journey of fitness. Yes, sorry for using the word large there. I didn't mm-hmm. mean to offend anyone thinking about diet. Uh, but it's a huge part of becoming healthy, being healthy. There's so many different things and outs. Yeah. And a lot of what we talk about, if we're being frank, um, we're <laughs> addressing Frank in the room now. Uh, if we're being frank, there's a lot of misinformation out there. And we, mm-hmm. we see a lot of people, and we have ourselves fallen for a lot of things that may work in the short term but only frustrate you in the long game. So a lot of what we do, a lot of the advice that we share surrounding diet is really with that in mind, that people are generally frustrated and still confused even though they've purchased this, that, or the other. So a lot of the information we're going to share today, some of it will be repetition, but we value repetition here in our fitness ecosystem. Mm. But a lot of it will just be new ways to think about how to go about these things in combination with training in the next episode that we're going to record, right? Yeah, I think so. And just cutting it down to the basics of what we think is most important, I think with diet uh, specifically, there can be a, a big overwhelming factor because there's just so much information out there. So many different people saying one thing and then somebody else saying something completely contradictory and they both look really fit. Which one should I believe and that type of thing. And um, we just really want to boil it down to uh, what what we have found works and, you know, cut it, make it simple and make it, you know, cut and dried for people. Um and we've just seen over the years, you know, what really works and helps people uh, make progress. And, you know, ultimately, new diet is the most important thing for changing your body and for your health, even more so than, than the training regimen that you do. If you get your diet in check um, and are only training and maybe you don't even train at all, you can still be pretty healthy and pretty fit uh, just by eating eating clean. So uh, we just kind of want to walk through that process and, and kind of how we, uh, you know, get people started where are we starting with when they want to step it up a notch and you know based off you know what their goals are kind of help them reach reach those goals and and so that's kind of where we want to go with it today yeah i know you would never call this out but you you've actually experienced some recent success uh committing to the processes that you've put in place uh, as the guy that's thinking about this the 
mostly inside of Coyote, but you decided I'm going to stick to the program that we put out there for other people and see what it'll do for me. What's most impressive is that you got positive results and you, you aren't fresh. You've been doing this for a really long time. Right. So if you can prove that this system works years and years in, then obviously it's going to work for someone coming right out of the gate. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I want to, um, it's, it's like with our training, you know, I want to, uh, do the same program that I write for everybody else because I think that's disingenuous if you're going to put out a program for everybody else but not do it yourself and do something else because you don't think it's good enough for you, then why would it be good enough for everybody else? Same thing for diet. I, I want to you know, show other, other people that no matter where you're at, what, we, what we're doing works. And like I've done years and years of tracking and training and competing and um, I don't train near at the same volume I used to, and my body's adapted a lot, but I could still make progress with it. But I also wanted to see what would happen if I followed every single, you know, dotted every I, crossed every T, and got a perfect score on the beach body, just kind of to show other people what is possible if you if you don't, you know, deviate at all from the system. But um, really, let's let's just start off by just kind of breaking it down, you know, kind of how we do it with people when they when they join the gym. We kind of have uh, different levels of diet coaching. Um, we start off in their on-ramp, and we spend you know a good portion of one of their sessions just talking about diet. Uh, we kind of break down the general um, basics of what we're, we encourage people to do, kind of what we see helps people the most, um, and then we do an in-body scan with them um, to kind of get their you know, initial scan, see where they're at. And then we encourage them to scan, you know, every month, every other month to kind of track their progress, track their body fat, all that type of stuff. So we, we start off by going over the basics with them. And then, you know, the podcast is another big part of diet coaching that we do Instagram, uh, articles, email, uh, our weekly email newsletter videos that we put out. It, a lot of it has to do with diet and informing and just trying to talk about what's important to us. So that's the base level is just trying to put as much information that we can out there for people, um, for our members. And we talk about it in class all the time and we always answer questions with people or whatever. Um, then the kind of next level up would be, you know, the beach body challenge, which uh, we do twice a year now. And that's what we just finished the fall one. And, you know, we've really kind of honed in on that and, and kind of figured out what works. And I think this year we've had, we had close to 200 people complete it through both of them. And the average over 200 was, uh, right, right around 3% body fat loss in six weeks, which is half a percent a week. Like that's pretty, pretty awesome for that many people. So, you know, we did it in the fall and the spring and the results were pretty similar. So we're, we're seeing, you know, if you take part of it, the average person is going to do that. And then Obviously, you know, the people that really stick to it and, and get a lot of points in the six weeks, they can lose up five, six, seven percent body fat in six weeks, which is amazing. We just had our first seven percent loss in six weeks. And by the way, he's a 61 year old man. So that just, you know, people say I'm getting older, you know, my metabolism slowed down. Well, he ha- he lost more body fat percent than anybody we've ever had do the beach body challenge. And he's 61 years old, <laughs> which is pretty that. awesome. So that just yeah. turns that on its head. So that's kind of the next level is the beach body. And the goal of that is to teach people habits and teach them a way of eating that they can sustain well after the beach body. And hopefully they don't ever have to do it again because they just keep doing it. Um, and then the, the next tier up is some people just need uh, a coach. They need accountability. They need somebody to 
get a plan for, with them. Maybe they're really busy, um, and it's hard for them to navigate that. Um, so that's the, you know, the personal diet coaching. Um, so, you know, we have the different levels and not everybody, everybody needs something different. Not everybody needs the diet, the personal diet coaching. Not everybody needs the beach bite challenge. Some people can do it on their own and that's completely fine. And we don't expect everybody to do one-on-one diet coaching. We don't want everybody to do one-on-one diet coaching. That's only for people that need it. Um, and so we just want to kind of help each person figure out what works best for them specifically and help them uh, do that because ultimately what our goal is to help every single member get in the best shape of their life. And they're not going to do that without getting their diet, you know, on point or close to, you know, close to on point and find out something that's sustainable for them for the rest of their life. And so that's kind of the three levels that we look at. And then one, one other thing on the, on the diet coaching too, there's a lot of people who have been coming three, four, five years and they know what to do. And it's just hard for them to, to get themselves to do it consistently. Um, like, you know, when you first start out and you're fired up about it, but after a while it kind of gets old and repetitive, um, to them and, and they just, it's hard for them to stay motivated. And that that's where the diet coaching is comes in. They're just paying for accountability. They're paying for somebody to check in with them every week, sit down with them, hold them accountable, say, Hey, you know, get back on the, on track. You let yourself go last week. And, um, and so that's what some people are doing, um, when they're, when they're doing the diet coaching is they know what to do. They're just getting, you know, getting the accountability of knowing that there's going to be somebody in their corner who wants them to succeed, but is going to hold them accountable if they don't. So that's kind of the the basics of that's how we approach, um, diet coaching or diet, you know, diet in general with our clients is we kind of, try to cover all the levels of where people are at and try to help them figure out where they fit in in that and, and guide them in that direction. But ultimately, we want everybody to be able to feel like they've had success with their diet. So you're actually what you're explaining is that part of who we say we are of being a supportive community. Right. That's what we're out for. And I think look, we should call this out as a distinguishing marker. And it's not because we've done something revolutionary. It's just because of who we are. Uh, we are not selling – uh, a diet trying to market it in a way where it will get the most uh, buys and right. create some sort of influencer platform <laughs> on Instagram. That's just, that's not our game. No, we're trying to be a supportive community. And because of that, it allows us to shed off a lot of the things that if we're honest, they're just marketing techniques. They're hokey. There's something to pull people in. And uh, I, I've seen this. I've had several friends go through 75 hard and day 76 is like, a parade of just things that they haven't been able to yeah. do for 75 days. And most people don't go back to that. So we're able to say with our, our diet coaching, with beach body challenge, with even just having access to have someone, uh, if you're training, as we uh, say that you should train, if you're training more than you're resting multiple days a week, you will have coaches that are willing to answer questions and usually very basic questions. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's much easier and more reliable to get those answers from our coaching staff than from Google. Hey, how much protein should I have? What's, yeah. what's the thing about water? And what about the carbs? Am I supposed to cut those out? Very quick answers to those questions, just consistently feeling that support. And it isn't. it shouldn't even be seen as what you just said, linear. It shouldn't be linear like, well, I did this, now I do that. No, it's what do you need right now right. to help you out in this process? Yeah, and – you know, going back to what you talked about, you know, we want to get people in the best shape of their life. And so that's why, you know, we don't do the punch card anymore. We don't have the three day a week, uh, membership option anymore. And some people kind of got frustrated by that, but you know, we're not a place that is about just having a place for somebody to come work out. We're a place that's getting people in the best shape of their life. And we're not doing anybody a service, um, and helping them reach that goal. <clears throat> um, 
by, you know, offering them something where they can only come one or twice, one or two days a week. We want people coming four or five, six days a week. Um, and if you're looking for a place where you can just kind of go and work out whenever you want to on your own, then we're not the, the right place for you. Same with diet coaching. Our goal is not to sell 10,000 diet templates um, to people uh, at a cheap rate. And, you know, we sold a template. It's up to you. Um, you're on your own whether you do it or not. That's not our goal. Our goal is to help people get in the best shape of their life, and we want to help. We know that diet is the foundation of that, and so we want to help people find what works best for them. And to us, diet for diet, sustainability is the king. We want to find something that's sustainable for somebody for the rest of their life. We want to find something that people can do day in, day out, week in, week out, month in, month out, year in, year out, so they don't ever have to worry about their diet again because they know what works for them and they know what they can do for a long period of time. And so that's what the beach body challenge is, is all about. And, you know, I, I talked about, I got a perfect score, but that's not sustainable because by the end of it, I was just craving so many different types of foods and something that's more sustainable is eating clean throughout the week and then giving yourself, you know, one meal where you can kind of eat <clears throat> some, some stuff that is not in the plan, but making that part of the plan. Yeah. Making that chips. Yeah. What are you eating actually? What's that? What's the chips you were craving? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, a, a good chip that I found recently is the, uh, the Pringles, uh, Wendy spicy, spicy chicken sandwich flavor. <laughs> they're, they're, they're incredible. Tell me you live in America. Without <laughs> me you live in America. <laughs> oh, they're incredible. Yeah, Sustainability being king is awesome. And I think we should also talk about how other things dovetail into this. There are a couple of pressure points. Accountability is a big thing. Nobody loves accountability, but everybody loves results. Okay, Mm -hmm. So sometimes that accountability is going to be with a system, and you guys have designed some beautiful systems. Sometimes it's going to be with a diet coach. Other times it's going to be that pressure point of training. I know for me, if I get invited to a lunch and – People mention a couple of different restaurants. I'm like, no, there's no way. Yeah, like I've got to do 30 wall balls. I'm not eating Chinese buffet for lunch. I'm not (laughs) eating a Chinese a Chinese buffet. So all these things work together. But the the two things we would say that are most important would be the the community aspect and then the sustainability aspect. So right. if, if someone's listening right now, like, okay, well, where do I fall? How do I know if I need to contact a diet coach or if I should wait for the next Beats by Challenge? How do they locate what their next step is going to so, be? So typically what I would do is you got to figure out kind of where you're at specifically on the diet spectrum. Do you have the knowledge of kind of what we recommend or are you lacking in that? And, um, you know, that's like, are you familiar with macros? Um, Do you know what a calorie is? Do you know what a protein and carbon fat is? Do you know how many calories are in a a gram of protein? How many calories in a gram of carb? How many calories are in a gram of fat? Have you, do you know how to track your food? Do you have experience using an app like MyFitnessPal? Um, do you know how to calculate your, your macros, you know, 40, 30, 30, um, or something around that? Are you familiar with all that or not? If you're not familiar with that, then I would recommend, you know, asking a coach. It, it doesn't even have to be for diet coaching. It can just be to sit down and meet with them um, and talk and pick their brain for 30 minutes um, and, and, and go through that. And also you can go watch our Beachbody Challenge uh, video on YouTube. It's out there for anybody to watch for free on the Coyote Fitness page if you want to go watch the meeting video and kind of learn about that. So that's, you know, that's kind of step one is where are you at as far as your knowledge base? Are you familiar with, you know, quantities on one side, you know, that's the macros, and then the quality would be the other side. Are you familiar with what foods you need to be eating? 
um, when you go to the grocery store, what foods to be picking out? Are you, do, you, do you know about eating you know, whole foods, um, lean meats, nuts, seeds, some fruit, little starch, no sugar, um, avoiding alcohol, um, that type of thing? Are you familiar with that? Do you know how to shop for that or do you not? And so you got to figure out where you're at on that aspect. If, if, if all that sounds like I'm speaking Greek, then you need to, you need to talk to somebody. But if, if you're f- pretty familiar with that, all right, then we need to figure out, okay, well, what, what, what are your goals specifically? Are you trying to perform better? Are you trying to lose weight? Are you trying to put on muscle? Um, you know, where are your goals? And because that's going to, you know, influence a lot of the decisions that you make. Um, are you aware of what you're eating? Do you, have you been tracking at all? Um, a lot of people don't really have any awareness at all. So kind of figuring out where you're at, where are you at knowledge wise? And then after that, it's kind of where, where's your diet at? You know, what have you been eating? What does your diet look like on a day to day basis on a week to week basis? Um, where are your holes? Are you eating clean during the week and giving all the way on the weekend? So you're just trying to tread in water, you know, are your macros out of whack? Um, are you eating the wrong types of foods? Are you eating at the wrong time? Are you eating, you know, there's a million different things. So you got to kind of get awareness. So that's kind of the, the starting point. What's your knowledge base? Where are you, where are you currently at with your diet? And then from there, we can kind of give you some subge- suggestions. Some people are just like, all right, Hey, you just, I'll help you, you know, set up your macros and you just start tracking it. And some people can do that on their own. They sit down with you one time and, and that's all it takes. Other people, you need a little bit more um, advanced, consistent work with them. I would say for most people that we see in the in the gym, the first thing that, that would make a big difference is just starting to supplement with protein. And that's why we um, we sell the Ascent Protein because it's clean. It tastes It's one of the cleanest supplements we've found. It tastes good. Um, it's cheaper than some other proteins that we've sold in the past. And um, people really like it. And adding two scoops of ascent post-workout for a lot of people can completely change their body composition over a long period of time. We just posted up a, a guy, um, in Oxford who had, um, put on a lot of muscle in a short amount of time. And that's all he did. He just started supplementing with protein. Mm. Um, and I would say when, <clears throat> when we actually get people to start tracking their food, um, nine times out of 10, they're severely under eating their protein. Um, overeating fat, undereating protein is pretty common. So, um, we want people close to their body weight and protein grams. And so say there's a 200 pound man. Um, typically what I'll see on average is if they track, they're getting anywhere from 80 to 120, 130 a day, which is not anywhere close. So say they're getting 120 a day, um, with what they're eating currently. Then you add two scoops of ascent, which is 50 grams post-workout. Also they're at 170, they're close to body weight. Um, so they're getting close to where they need to be. Their body is going to start, um, putting on, uh, their muscles start recovering better. Um, their body is going to start putting mu- uh, muscle on and they're going to start burning fat as a result. And that can be a game changer for a lot of people. So that's the very bare minimum. First step is let's start supplementing with protein. Um, after we've kind of figured out where you're at, most people are going to be uh, really deficient in protein. So let's start supplementing with that. And that for a lot of people that can, that can take them 80, 80, 85% of the way as far as changing their body composition, just by doing that one thing. Yeah. So a lot of it comes down to being willing to initiate a conversation with a coach over time, yeah. you know, which is, that's another beautiful thing about the way the system is set up. Generally, if you're attending the same 
class or, or within a window of classes, you're going to run into the same coach uh, frequently. Mm-hmm. And that, that coach is going to be learning you. They're going to be able to see how hard you're working when you're there and be able to identify, man, if you're, if you're really going hard in the paint every day and you're not seeing results, we know there's a different and, problem. And they'll be able to tell, like, hey, this person's coming six days a week for three months and their body's not changing a whole lot. <clears throat> there's something going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they can kind of, if you come and talk to them about it, they're like, all right, so tell me, tell me what's going on. A lot of times it's – most of the times it's not getting enough protein. And then the other big thing is – on the weekends, they just kind of let themselves go. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're they're pretty good, you know, Monday through Thursday, um, Friday lunchtime, and then Friday night, go out to eat with friends, whatever. Saturday, they kind of feel bad. Maybe they had a few drinks Friday night, so they maybe they work out in the morning. But then they're it's football, and so they're going to the tailgate. They're eating chips and dip. They're snacking. They're having a couple of beers. They go, you know, go out to eat again Saturday night. And then Sunday. They get back on track Sunday night, but then they've given away pretty much everything they've done all week just by over that Friday night to Sunday morning uh, period. So maybe it's getting drawing some awareness to that. So um, typically a coach can tell <coughs> if somebody's coming really consistently and their their body's not changing. And we've seen this a lot with some people here recently who have been consistently every single day at the gym and their body didn't change a lot. And then all of a sudden they start focusing on their diet and all of a sudden they're their body composition starts changing drastically. Their times start improving drastically. And everybody's kind of like, what has so-and-so been doing? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Like they're killing it. They look like a completely different person. Um, are they on steroids? You know, you know, something on one of those, you know, whenever mm-hmm. people start accusing you of steroids, you know, you're doing you're something, doing something right. right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Get that all the time, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I think, you know, we should address this, that you start talking about someone external to your life, examining, your eating habits is kind of like opening up your checkbook for mm-hmm. them to look at your spending habits. It's a pretty nerve wracking process, but with this podcast, we're wanting to communicate to the listening audience, the coaches, the staff at Coyote fitness, they are for you. Mm-hmm. They want to see you get those results. They want you to have sustainability and they're not like we always say, they want you to be able to have that piece, piece of birthday cake at the party and to be able to establish yep. a rhythm in your life where you can enjoy your life and you can see benefits from the hard work that you're putting in. And the most critical first step, we should back up a little bit and say, if you can't assess where you are, that's fine. Yeah. We have professionals that can help you assess where you are and are willing to adjust based on the feedback that they're getting from you. The supportive community piece actually means that all you have to do is initiate a conversation, either reaching out via social or while you're in the box to be able to say, hey, I've, I listened to that thing about diet. I don't even know where to start. Yeah. Can you help me? Yeah, and that's where a lot of people are. They don't even know where to start. They know they need to do something, and it's really overwhelming, <clears throat> so they just keep pushing it off. But one thing that we're trying to do a lot better job of um, as a staff is highlighting our, our member successes because that really shows other people what's possible. And we want to show, hey, this is so-and-so. This is, this is how much weight they've lost, how much body fat they've lost. This is what they were doing. And not everybody is that we post is doing diet coaching. You know, some people are just are doing it on their own and we want to highlight them too. We're not trying to sell, you know, you diet coaching unless you need it. You know, we're just trying to help you reach your goals and we're trying to give you different tools to be able to do that. And so we've started doing more of that and that gets a lot more buzz because, you know, we, for a while we were just posting like the body scans and not many people really understand that Mm -hmm. and understand how incredibly impressive it is to lose 
7% body fat in six weeks. But then if you see a before and after, a six-week before and after, that starts opening people's eyes. So we've started trying to do more of that, and that's gotten more conversation and more people you know, questioning, want to know, but we also just have a lot of people in general that are getting just a lot fitter, putting, you know, looking a lot better, feeling a lot better. And other people start noticing that and they want to do that. And I'll, I'll tell a quick story, which is what Caleb was telling me about this week, which I had no idea this had happened, but there was somebody, uh, a lady that works out at another CrossFit gym who had, um, reached out to Caleb and wanted to sit down with him and talk about diet for an hour. And so they just sat down and, and kind of, um, went over the beach body manual, talked about diet, talked about where she was at and all that type of stuff. Um, and she, and so anyways, this was three or four months ago. <clears throat> and I think they did an in-body scan at that time. Well, she came back this week and scanned in and I think she had lost like five percent or no, like six or 7% body fat in that period of time. And she had been doing CrossFit for a really long time. And then everybody that she works out with is starting to say, well, what have you been doing? Like your body's changing drastically. And she was just really, really excited about that. Like that one hour sit down with Caleb, just kind of going over everything. Now she did all the work. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of giving her the direction because she, you know, somebody that's been going to the gym for a really long time, they have the discipline to do it. A lot of times they just don't know what to what do to specifically. Do. And so yeah. all that took for her was just a one hour sit down and kind of go over everything and take the manual home. And that the manual kind of has everything that you need there. But she was very complimentary and saying, you know, like, obviously what you guys are doing working because everybody in, in here looks looks really fit. And that's another thing is when you walk into one of our gyms, you can just kind of look around and see there's a lot of people that look really fit. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would encourage people wherever you work out at. Look around at everybody else that's working out there. Do they look like you want to look or not? You know, <laughs> if they don't, you're like, maybe I need to go somewhere that's else. Awesome. <laughs> look, like walk in there and just kind of look at everybody. If everybody looks super fit, um, obviously you might be in the right place cause they know what they're doing. And so that's, that's, what's really cool is you can walk into any of our, our locations and see people that have been coming for a while and they look super fit and they're, they're kind of motivating, pushing everybody else to, uh, to kind of reach that level. So anyways, I think that I know that, you know, we've been really tinkering with this diet thing for a really long time and I'm really happy with where we're at, at this point because I think we've really found a sweet sweet spot to where we can help people at all different phases, whether it's just helping them learn that they need to supplement with protein or giving them a game plan and then letting them go do it on their own or walking with them every step of the way and anything in between. We can kind of help direct people to what they, what works specifically for them. But we want, like I said at the start, every single person at our locations to be in the best shape of their life. And we know that to, to do that, nutrition is the foundation for that and so we're we're you know we're going to constantly keep trying to help people do that and um as more and more people get results we'll keep posting them and 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 motivate you know hopefully that'll help motivate other people as well yeah so we're comfortable saying um again this gets back to who we are Mm -hmm. uh, as a community we're comfortable with you going at your own pace yeah and that means you start where you are you don't have to fake that you're some other place with your diet or that's right even if you're six or seven years into your crossfit journey 
you can be okay humbling yourself and saying, all right, I got to go at my own pace here. Let me just describe where I am. And then you tell me the next step. Another beautiful part about what we do, no matter where you are starting, there's always a very clear next step inside this community. And the diet is no different. It may be protein or it may be watching your alcohol intake uh, at the tailgate or whatever, but you're not, it's not going to be judgment accountability with judgment. It's going to be accountability with let's get you where you want to go. And let's make sure that this hard work that you're putting in, in that hour class, and that hour that metcon let's make sure that that's paying as much benefit as possible and you're not fighting against yourself because that's that gets very frustrating and we've seen that cause people to wash out Mm -hmm. it's not the training it's not the injuries that people talk about all the time outside of crossfit community it's the things that we are doing as athletes to fight our own progress diet's a huge part of that so we would say start the conversation start 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 the conversation and ultimately you know Say say you are one of those people that has tremendous results, and we you, you we end up posting your before and after picture, which people are starting to say like that's my goal. I want to be the athlete spotlight, which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um. But that's not the end. That's not the end of your journey. That's just you know what you're doing is working. That's great. Let's keep doing it. But we want to find help you find something that's sustainable for the rest of your life because it's so freeing to know that I can go through a holiday season and not worry about if I put on a couple pounds because I'm going to all these meals because I know what I need to do to get back on it. So find something that's sustainable that's going to help you for the rest of your life. Yep, and that's diet. Uh, that's it. Oh. Outside the box. No falsetto. That's all me, baby. Just pure chest voice. Yeah. Yeah, straight from the diaphragm. Speaking of diaphragm, uh, I don't know. Where are we headed? Yeah, uh, well, you just said it. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But I could say what we're doing. Please. Great. (laughs) All right. First time, huh? Yeah, it's it's been a long day. Here we go. Uh, All right, this is a fun one. Scenario. All of them are fun. Yep. Uh, Not so much, a little bit scenario. Well, it is a scenario, but it's not like a – you're not going to die if you fail at this, I think. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate the way you're going with these lately uh, because it's not just like our opinion on snack foods. It's like, hey, let's let's see what you're made of. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Speaking of made of, uh, you're building an Olympic basketball team. They do that in the Olympics? Sometimes, yeah. Throwback. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to build a three-on-three team. How about that? Okay, Olympic Uh, basketball team. So we're we're focusing on five, the starters. Yes, five starters. Classic basketball. But it has to be built, this team of men, or women, I guess, Mm. although they don't have mixed-gender basketball. Men, uh, it has to be built out of all non-basketball athletes. So being retired doesn't count. You can't pull Jordan. All right. oh, Do they wait, have to really? be current athletes? They have to be current athletes? No, or no, athletes at sorry. their prime? They cannot be retired basketball, basketball players. athletes okay, okay, but they can, current basketball yeah, yeah. athletes. But they can be any athlete in another sport during their prime? Correct. Which, interesting point there, because I went with all people that are still playing right now. <coughs> mm. Which would probably be a fair assumption. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so you're making it out of all non-basketball athletes. You get a year to train them, so it's not just like, hey, can, uh, I don't know, Tony Gonzalez make it happen out of the gate. It's none of that stuff. You get a little time to train with them. Who is your starting five? Okay. Wow. Chase, you go first. Yeah, yeah I've please. had like two weeks to think about <laughs> I've had a lot of time to think about this. Uh, 
I'm I'm mildly ashamed of my list because I think it really shows my shortcomings nowadays in my sports journey because I don't know nearly as much as I used to. Like my prime is like when Ladanian Tomlinson was you know the man. Yeah, let's not have this conversation because I'm like way before you on that. Yeah, yeah, you're old. Very. All right. I went uh, by positions as well, uh, so I actually put in a, a little bit of effort. So coming out hot is the point guard, meaning the man in charge. It's our boy, Russell Wilson. Uh, I figured there needed to be uh, a quarterback at this position, um, mainly because they have they tend to have a higher IQ. They tend to have a higher operating sports uh, mental capacity, direction on the field, calling plays, yada, 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 addition, all that stuff. Uh, so I went with Russell Wilson, a mobile guy. All right, I know he's short. I get it, all right? <laughs> but when you travel outside the realms of basketball players, people over 6'3 are far and few, mm. all right? So just bear with me on that. We're just trying to make it happen against the Koreans. And he's, he's athletic at a professional level, so. Right, yeah. Like, it, if we're playing at the Olympics, I'm mostly just worried about, like, Serbia, all right? You know, so I don't know if height's going to have as much to do with it as it does in the league. Uh, coming in at the shooting guard position is our man Calvin Johnson. All right, the dude is physical. Uh, he's tall for a football player, meaning he's like six four or something like that. Uh, but I wanted somebody aggressive, you know, someone that can put it up from the three, but also get in there and make it happen. Uh, moving from shooting guard to power forward I'm pretty proud of this pick because I think it's probably the best person uh I also went with all football players which is another <laughs> show of my uh yeah. limited sports capacity I see that. but current player that I think could actually really make it happen at this position at power forward is Cam Newton the dude is quick f- like freaking stacked uh when he's working out right like uh like Cam Newton can get thick if he wants to uh, and I think he plays in a way that, you know, like it gets him in trouble sometimes. Like he, he can put his head down, push through the line at the goal line, that kind of stuff. That's the kind of guy you want playing a power forward that's willing to push, make the layup happen. Uh, moving from that to small forward, I went with Richard Sherman. Uh, if you don't know, Richard Sherman's a really freaking smart dude. Okay. Uh, went to Stanford, all that stuff. Was on his way to get his master's, I believe, before he started playing football or something. I may be mixing that up with somebody else, but I feel like I feel like I'm getting that right. Uh, and he's agile. Uh, he plays corners, so there's some finesse there. Uh, so I just have to imagine that he's going to be able to hit threes or at least deep twos consistently, um, but also take wise shots. Uh, so he's also willing to not take the shot, pass the ball. Make keep it moving, that kind of stuff, and then wrapping it up with a psychopath at center because that's what it's going to take. I went with Rob Gronkowski, someone who's literally willing to put his body on the line at all times, any given time. Uh, that just made sense at center for me. So there's my people. That's good. I, I'll go ahead and go. Uh, ben, are you ready? Or no, I'm building. I'm I'm picking my fifth. Okay, so I went with uh, I thought about picking some soccer players, but they're because they're incredible athletes. But 
they're, they're, it's a foot sport, and I don't know if in a year they'd be able to develop their hand-eye coordination very well. I tried to figure out a goalie, but I don't know any of them. Yeah, so. and uh, I I grew up playing soccer, and a lot of the guys that just played soccer. Orange team. It did not translate over into hand-eye coordination sports at all, Word. even though they're really good athletes. So I think that would take them longer to learn it. And I think uh, baseball um, is a hand-eye coordination sport, but also I don't think that they have the uh, – the athleticism and quickness that um, you might need in basketball, so that's why I think football is a great, um, great thank way you, to pick for you, people. <laughs> so you also picked a couple of the people I picked, but um, my point guard as well would be Russell Wilson. I think he uh, was also a, a minor league baseball player, mm-hmm. so he's a very good athlete, well rounded, um, and he's a you know a quarterback. So that's kind of the similar position, sees the field, passes well, really quick. So I think he would be a really good point guard. I'm sure he probably played basketball growing up. God, had to have. Uh, my shooting guard is going to be Barry Sanders. Uh, <laughs> ta- incredible quickness. Uh, maybe one of the best athletes ever. Um, so I think he would be uh, phenomenal. Um, he'd probably learn how to shoot really well, and he could, you know, they could run the fast break really, you know, just get a lot of transition points that way. Uh, <clears throat> my small forward uh, is going to be uh, Deion Sanders. That's a good pick. Uh, he's. I'm, it's going to be a little bit a smaller lineup, but that's just what we're going to have to you do. Want, you want speed? <laughs> yeah, on we're, the team. we're 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 going to go. Uh, we're going to push the pace here. Uh, we're going to be running up and down the court. We might give up 140 points, but hopefully we'll score 150. <laughs> um, but I think I figured Deion Sanders. He's another two sport athlete, um, so I figure he could learn. Uh, he probably played basketball as well growing up, so I'm sure he could do really well and incredibly fast. And uh, you know, one of the best cornerbacks of all time. So maybe I, I would hope to be a really good defender. Mm. My uh, power forward, um, we'd have to bulk him up a little bit, but it's going to be Randy Moss. Oh, uh, yeah. Randy Moss, I mean, he was just the epitome of throwing the ball up. He could go up and get it, so I think he could rebound really well. Um, he, I think, I'm pretty sure he was a uh, phenomenal basketball player in high school as well because I think he was teammates with Jason Williams, the guy who played in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he would be a really good – Good addition to the team. And then my center was Rob Gronkowski as well. Great pick. Come on. Just another incredible he, – he's one of those guys we would say, all right, you play defense and you get rebounds. And, uh, and, and I mean, he's, he's another guy that can jump up and get the ball over everybody else. So I think he'd be uh, great as well. You have to imagine so. he can at least hit layups, right? We may yeah. not have a dunking team, but someone can put it off the square. My problem with him, though, is he's definitely going to foul out in the first half. Yeah. So but, hey, team. maybe he takes another player out with him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting because all of our lists are have heavy football. It just it made sense to me. Like uh, I like you could have gone like track probably, but uh-huh. I don't know anything about those athletes. Okay. So it wouldn't have. You know what I mean? I think you, you could take one of those athletes, and it would take them a while to learn the hand-eye coordination for basketball, uh, where football players already have it. So yeah, that's true. And the speed, the speed of the games. Like if you pick a decathlete or something, like yeah, they're well rounded, but yeah, once you turn up the intensity, what's going to happen then? You yeah, know? that's so, fair. Uh, all right, so uh, one, two, three, four. I, it actually was a problem for me to narrow it down to five. I'm going to start with one that was going to make no sense unless you just love to win, Tom Brady. Okay. 
Like so, not not fast. I have no idea if he can shoot a basketball, but the guy can. He does. He can. Uh, okay. Yeah. He's a leader. He's a winner. And also, I'm going to need the public to be behind this team when the Olympics <laughs> are going on. People are going to tune in to see Tom Brady play basketball. That's actually not a bad pick because there's a there was a clip going around of Tom Brady hitting like ten threes in a row. Really, it doesn't day. surprise yeah. me. Yeah. I mean, you know, plus he's just he's going to be that guy. You need someone who can lead leaders. And I think he's going to be able to do you that. You need a coach on the field. Yes, the it. Olympics are a very distracting sort of thing to try to wade through. I speak from experience. Um, all right, so I'm also going to put Jerry Rice on there. Oh, uh, that's a good pick. Yeah, soft hands. Uh, uh, also, a guy who's like a number one athlete but has a reputation of being a team player mm-hmm. and an all-around likable guy. So when you put a lot of type A's in a room or on a team – uh, and I don't think Brady's going to back off that leadership position, but Jerry can kind of be the number two behind the scenes guy. Yeah. Um, okay. My Gronk is uh, Gronk is Randy Johnson because I thought about him. This too. guy's super tall, and I feel he's like super tall. <laughs> he would he would cut your throat. Yeah. Yeah. He's just got that reputation. Like I don't give a who you are, or if I go down swinging, we're going to win, even if it destroys my public reputation and career. So I'm okay with that, right? So I just you need a guy like that when you're out at the bars in this foreign country after the game. <laughs> like he'll go to jail for you, okay? Uh, so Randy Johnson, plus he like he killed a bird with a baseball, amazing. That, that's what a clip. I mean, you know, I watch it sometimes just to remind myself that impossible things are possible. All right. Gosh, I forget how tall. Six ten. That's yeah. a good pick. Yeah, he's really tall. Uh, this guy you guys have never heard of, Karch Karai. You ever heard of Karch Karai? No. Nope. All right. So reaching pretty far back right but he is the only guy on record to have won indoor and outdoor gold at the olympics as a u.s volleyball player uh yeah i thought about volleyball players yeah so he's uh he's tall and also but not just that he's tall he can play volleyball on the beach or whatever he was really really good at it for a pretty extended period of time he did beach volleyball and indoor and indoor how tall is he uh, I don't know his stats, actually. I just remember watching him play. Uh, so re- really athletic guy, but um, I feel like that's a very translatable sport. Don't you, don't you guys? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to be. I think you have a – oh, never mind. I thought I, read, I thought I just read that Randy Johnson was born in Canada, but it was California. Oh, okay. I thought I was going to get you on a That was close. That was very close. All right, so, yeah, professional volleyball and obviously tons of Olympic experience and knows what it takes to win gold. Mm-hmm. So that's why I put him on here. Last one, softball. I'm not going to apologize for it. I don't know why you guys didn't think of him already. Bo Jackson. I thought about uh, it, too. Yeah. I mean, come on. How it's did a good you, pick. Yeah, and if you've watched the ESPN stuff, the guy can jump over a vehicle from a standstill. He <laughs> ran up a wall. He's already played two sports. Who knows what would have happened if he hadn't had that injury on that tackle. Yeah. I mean, I just think even if you're down and out and you're 30 points behind, uh, that's a guy that's going to tell Tom Brady to move over and just start doing spectacular stuff. <laughs> Bo Jackson still might go down as the greatest athlete of all time. It's got to be. How do you argue that? I don't know. I mean, the injury thing, it's like, well, we're giving him credit for stuff he didn't do, but come on. Come on. So that's yeah. that's my five. I don't actually know how a game would go, but I'm going to tune in to watch. Yeah. It'd be, be interesting yeah. to watch. I think that's a good list. Yeah. Hey, yeah. did I actually – I did an outside the box well. You did. I think so. Oh, yeah. That oh, wasn't that. like little Debbie's you get an at- <laughs> tier list. You get an attaboy, Ben. Attaboy. All right, speaking of watching, this is the time we roll out our recommends. Yeah, you go first. All right. I have been watching something lately on Apple that has really captured my attention. There's certain parts of it, 
a little bit sketch, but it's a show called C. And the mm. premise behind it is just very relevant. I'll give you a brief background. 400 years prior to the filming of the show, basically, is how you need to think about it, a virus rips through the human race and actually kills a lot of it. And the ones that remain, it robs their ability to see and their offspring's ability to see. So now we have 400 years of a planet Earth where everyone is blind. Mm. And uh, it's a pretty rich study in human nature is why I like it a lot. Plus the lead guy is just totally bad news. I mean there are a couple of scenes every episode where you're like, yeah, I want to be that person. you know. Uh, but the more <laughs> intriguing thing is how does humanity think about the problems that we're facing? Mm -hmm. It's a really heady show kind of banked in a Vikings format which is pretty intriguing for me. And I think they just launched uh, they just launched a new season, and you can obviously binge watch it through the end. It's worth your, it's worth your time. C-S-E-E. -E. Okay. The guy that played Aquaman, he's the, the lead. Jason Momoa. Yeah. I got one. I feel like we should let Hunter go last because he's yeah. already – It's probably smarter and more valuable. Tighter, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, mine's 0% smart, which is – Really funny, because I'm recommending the podcast Smartless. Uh, his feature is uh, Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and um, who's uh, Sean from Will and Grace? Um, what is this? Smartless. Like? Yeah, it's a great podcast. Uh, Sean. Click, click, click. Clack, clack, clack. Hold on. Will and Grace. Cast is Sean Hayes. There Sean we go. Hayes. Okay. Um it's very loose, which is my kind of podcast. It's right up my alley. Mm -hmm. But they bring on – so there's three hosts, right? One of the hosts every episode brings on a guest that the other two don't know who it is. So Surprise the guest. Yes. And the questions the other two are coming up with are just off the cuff like, oh, I want to ask LeBron James about this. Like, mm. And it just popped in my head. So mm. there's like – you would think zero prep podcasts would be miserable – but, I mean, here we are. Uh, <laughs> it's actually – it's really fun. Uh, it's a good loose listen because they're only like – they're like 40 minutes. You need those in your life. Right, yeah. yeah. In between your Malcolms and your yada yada, yada, yada and this about your Dax, life and lifestyle yeah. change, all that stuff. This is a, just a fun pure entertainment podcast. Jason Bateman, literally a top ten funny person of all time. So I could listen to just a podcast with just him. But Will Arnett's really funny. Sean's eh, but he's there. Mm. You know, it reminds me of the uh, the movie podcast you recommended, Hunter. I've been man, I've been on that. Oh yeah, rewatchables, the rewatchables with Ooh, Bill Simmons. Man, yeah. Um, all right, so uh, I got one. If you watched um, Squid Squid Game, which pretty much everybody that? has at this point, I'm refused it, because it's so hyped. I'm just like, I'll that's just exactly watch it. the boat I'm in. I'm like, no, I'm gonna intentionally know nothing about this. Yes. Oh, you guys. You would love it. You, I'm telling you. you <laughs> don't tell me what I love. You don't tell me what's popular. This isn't like Tiger King. This is like legit. I did it's watch really Tiger good. King. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch, if you gave in and watched Tiger King, you got to watch Squid Game. All right. Squid Game is really good. But uh, so uh, if you like uh, Squid Game, there's another one on Netflix that's kind of similar. It's called Alice in Borderland, and apparently it's a whole genre of of uh, k Korean movies and stuff. Over How did there they that, get away with that title? I don't Borderland. Know, I feel like Disney is usually like lawsuit. But okay. If it, Vanilla Ice could do what he did, yeah, there's no such thing as copyright infringement. Uh, I it took me a little while to get into it, just because we had literally just watched Squid Game and it was kind of similar, so the um, the novelty wasn't there. But once you get into it, I really liked it. But the 
is it was less um it wasn't quite as much character base and character development as um squid game but um the games were pretty pretty crazy and also they're setting up the in you know kind of the second half you really start to get into it you really start seeing the plot develop and they set up uh set up really well for the second season so um if you kind of if you like squid game i would definitely check out alice in borderland because that's another one not as good as squid game but it was still really good so another good one on netflix solid recommends we're killing this episode yeah so let's kill it there you go smooth sounds.